Michael Yow Show. All right, what's going on? It's Michael Yo. Those dishes clanging in the background. <laughs> His background dishes right there. Eric Griffin, live inside the studio. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. For the people watching, uh, you can watch this on Facebook, uh, YouTube, live, and then I put out the podcast a couple days later. Thank you for all the love, all the subscriptions, all the Joe Rogan people popping into the podcast. It's been awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And also, you can watch my special free on michaelyo.com. Now, Eric, you know, a long time ago, I told you, I don't really talk about politics on my podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But, man, I've totally flipped that. <laughs> I got to talk about it. what's going on, man. You know, no, I, to- I totally get it. I totally get it. Please. There's, there's too much going on. So I want to start with you. Um, how has George Floyd's death changed? I don't know, the people around you, the environment around you, what have you seen different with your close-knit of friends? Um, I, you know, I haven't seen, I wouldn't say my close, my group of friends has changed, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm still respecting the quarantine, you know what I mean? So I have, it's just me and my girlfriend, so we, her and I have had discussions about it, you know, she's not black, so, you know, it's like, I think that, this is one of these things where people hear about it they and it doesn't touch their lives. So they just kind of like, go, Oh, that's like, that's a thing that happens and that's terrible, but it never really touches people's lives. And so now this is something that is actually affecting down the street from you, you know, across the street, uh, when you, what stores you can go to and, and then, and then, your social media is being taken over by it. Now people are like calling everybody to action. They, they want to hear from everybody's voice. And, and to the point where it's also a little intrusive in some ways too. I got these people hitting me up talking about we're boycotting celebrities who are silent. And it's like, you don't know that I'm silent. Just because I'm not posting on Instagram, it means I'm silent. Like the like social media is the only way to like get your voice out. Or, or, or if I'm having conversations with my white neighbors, that's me doing my part. Like, I don't need to do it on social media for you. Well, that's what I, that, that's the thing. People, you can protest in different ways. Like, yeah. you have a very big podcast. You have a very big gaming online. Like, you got a lot of fans that watch you in movies. So it's a thing of, okay, I may not march. I may not post a lot about it. But guess what? I'm leading conversations on my podcast about it. I'm doing this. Exactly. You know? So that's the one thing is... I feel like people are overjudging people that don't post a lot about it. And that, and you don't want to send that message either. Cause then you're like, eh, well, if it, you can check this out, even if you post about it, people are getting on you. You know, that's the thing that's really crazy right now. It's like, I, even when you're not, po- okay. So the other day I went on a walk, you know, I, I needed to, I needed to get out. I went on a walk. It was a nice day there was a bunch of trees in my neighborhood. And I took a picture that's all I did. I took a picture and put it on my social media. And then I got somebody, oh, nice protesting and with a middle finger. And I'm like, wow. And I don't even, but, you know, I saw that. And what the, was that supposed to mean? I, I think it was just saying like, like, this is not what you're supposed to be posting about. You're supposed to be posting about this and that. And it's like, listen, I get everybody's sensitivity to it. I get everybody's outrage and like, but I, I it's hard for me to listen to a stranger on social media try to tell me, especially when they're white, you know? I just, I, I'm just like, 
especially young, young people who are like, you know, like Instagram models and like these people who are like, you know, like we need to do this. And they got George, they got no justice, no peace on their neck. And they're making it. It's like, I don't know what your intent and motivation is. So I'm not going to engage with that. But damn, they, they, they don't mind engaging with you and just going at you about stuff. You know, it's like, gee whiz, man. Have you seen, they have a Instagram page called Influencers in the Wild. Have you seen these influencers that go to parade, take a picture, and then you see them get in their car and leave? That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, it's like everybody's clout chasing. But, you know, it's fine, though. I mean, it's like, if that helps push the movement forward, that's fine. Because this is like a conversation that has been going on for a long time. I mean, if you look at documentaries, like, what? how long ago was that OJ documentary that just came out, that 10-part ESPN documentary? I want to say three, four years ago. It's probably three, four years, right? They addressed this directly in that documentary. Police brutality, um, you know, the abuse of power. This was going on in the 60s, 50s. You know, of course... There's a certain point in American history where we know racism exists and it was bad. And it's one of those kind of things that I think modern white people want to go see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil about it. Because it's like, okay, because every year there's going to be a white guilt movie that comes out that's going to remind white people how terrible they were. And it's going to make everybody be like, oh, look, but, you know. But so, see, see, my thing is. Like white people shouldn't even look at that. They shouldn't feel guilty for stuff. They, this is my thing. If you're exactly, white, and listen, you shouldn't be feel guilty for what happened in the past. You should just try to make it better and no, educate I, yourself. That's all. That's all. That's all this movement is about is educating yourself and totally knowing agree. this really happens. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. I totally agree. So all I'm trying to say is all of my point. I'm bringing that up is just to say, there's a point in time in history we can mark and go, okay, Everything that happened during this time, there's an element of racism to it. So we don't need to harp on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what I'm saying, though, is this is not an unusual thing. This is not out of the norm. You know, this is like this was going on in the 50s, of course, because when the world, you know, but then also the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. 92 was the uh, Rodney King incident. Let me tell you. This is not something that's like. Let me just finish one thing. I had a big brother from Big Brothers of America. He's like, uh, he was Jewish, you know, white Jewish guy. And uh, I remember when the Rodney King incident happened. And he said to me, he was like, oh, I didn't think that really happened. I think that's just something people said. I think it was like uh, people were blowing it out of proportion or whatnot. And you just go, but for like me, I lived in like, uh, like I was ghetto adjacent. I I lived off Pico and La Brea. So like north of Pico, you know, you felt you were bougie, but like Okie Dog was down the street and like, you know, gunshots was always flying on that side of the street. You know, during those riots, all those stores were burned down like a block away from me. So what I'm saying is like, it was the kind of thing where you go, for me, it was like, oh, yeah, my friend got beat up by the cops. It's like, oh man, sorry to hear that. You know, it was a thing that was kind of like, you know, you're a minority, you live in a certain area, you just kind of go, oh, the cops are going to come harass you. You know, you just kind of go, okay, it's part of what we do. But there is a segment of society that doesn't know that happens, that's never experienced that, that just feels like, no, the cops are good. Like, this is just an isolated situation. And even if it is just an isolated, it, should, it shouldn't happen. It just, I, I'm my personal outrage is the fact that that cop knew he was being filmed saw people filming him, saw the situation, 
and assessed in his brain, I'll probably get away with this. So, well, I mean, that's the thing that needs to be addressed. See, I do, I don't agree with defund the police. I am not about because I here's the reason why I, I don't agree with the term defund the police because Me too. Me too. because the term is wrong. It's not the, the term, term is wrong, and yes. you're giving the other party just because when you hear defund the police, what I what I tell everybody. Don't think people read past the headline. I know. People are headline readers. And if in the paper, I would like the Democrats are making a huge mistake by putting out defund the police, this movement, because people that are scared already are just going to see defund the police and they're going to take it as, oh my God, they're going to take the police away from us. No, it's restructuring. It's taking the the mechanisms that help cops get away with it do you know the first step of a cop getting indicted when they do something wrong they're investigated by their own police department by people that work for the police department and every step they go to get indicted it's another police department or another person that's in the police and they're protected by certain laws all they're saying is cops i agree cops have the most dangerous one of the most dangerous jobs in the world you never know what you're going to get into you never know when they walk up to that car window who's in there it's a stressful stressful job but they can't commit murder and just get away with it there were two thousand there were two thousand cases i forgot what city it's either minneapolis or new york of police brutality and only 12 got indicted that just shows you how the laws protect the cops so much that's all i'm saying yeah and so yeah i totally agree so and the defund the police is such a stupid term it's, it's like, dumb it's like who are the idiots behind that as if it almost sounds to me like it's actually the people on the other side to make the other side look stupid because it's such a stupid term it infuriates me how dumb the social media liberal side is being portrayed because it's, it's about like they're just saying instead of putting a billion dollars towards the police and uh, and start it, it could be managed better and some of that money could go help the neighborhoods that they have to go police. So basically, in a lot of cities, the police get a third of the fund. They're just saying, hey, with that third of the fund, do it. You know, mental health. Do it in other. You know, take some of that money and put it into the back into the neighborhoods, like you're saying. It's a restructuring. Get the bad yeah. people that were running the programs out. It's not defund. And and I was talking to one of my friends. I, I don't want to out him, but he's huge on one of these political talk shows. And I go, right. yo, you got to kill this whole crazy defund the police thing because that's not what you're trying to say. And that's something somebody made up on social media and now it's going viral. And I would and I wouldn't disagree with you, Eric. I think it's something the other party could have made up. And even if our party did make it up, because I'm a Democrat, well, actually I'm an independent. I vote for who I like. But I feel right now that's something that's gonna hurt your movement. And all Trump needs is that little space to have an oh, enemy. Hey, hey, he, hey, he just needs already, an enemy. He's already got the space. The space has already been given to him. Yeah. Know? Like what, you know, I don't, what, what's like this, there was an election, you know, but this one, this is one of the ones that you go, does this mean anything? You know, cause we know Biden's going to win the thing, I think. Right. I but, don't know. Like, I don't know, but man. It's funny because like, I just saw the thing and Bernie, Bernie was right behind him still. So he better pick him as his vice president or something like Biden better pick him, Elizabeth Warren, 
get Buttigieg as the something or other. I don't know, but he needs to get, you know, <laughs> get Buttigieg something. Or other. Something. I don't know what he it's would qualify for, but like get get these people because, anyways, that's a whole other discussion. But if this you George, this George Floyd situation is just to me, I don't like. I don't want to harp on the racial component of it because I think the discussion gets lost in race. Because to me, the the um, an equal factor is the abuse of power. Um, and the fact, like I said, the fact that these four cops, okay, I talked about this on my podcast, but I'm going to talk about it with you too. Okay, the, there's three branches of government. So the unofficial fourth branch of government was supposed to be the media. It's supposed to, you know, put the information out so the public can be like, oh, that's going on, this is going on, be informed. We can't trust the media right now. Yeah, it's all politicized. CNN, Fox, they're exactly the same, okay? They do the exact same type of nonsense, back and forth, back and forth, right? So you can't trust the information. So now the fifth branch right now, it's us. It's, it's, it's everybody with their cell phone. If we didn't record that man murdering him, they would have got away with it. Uh, just like Ahmad. They would have got away with it. They, they, that happened in March? That that happened in March and nothing happened and they got off until the video came out and his lawyer not even it wasn't even a mod's lawyer it was other people's lawyer put it out because it he thought it would help well it didn't but what I'm saying is even but even this is what I don't understand even when people have videotapes they still fight it there's a certain audience out there that would be like yo you know he must have did something. You know, like like the the lawyer for the cops of uh, George Floyd said, well, he was resisting arrest. It wasn't a hard resist, but he didn't do what he said. And I'll go. Yeah, so, but, yeah, but here's yeah. the thing. This is the thing with that. It's like, you know, it's like you would hope common sense prevails. You know, it's like because here's my thing. I don't care if you're resisting arrest. That's the job. Mm -hmm. That's the job you sign up for. You train for those situations because you're dealing with people who are most of the time criminals or overly emotional hothead whatever is going on in the situation where the cops have to be called it's not peaceful that's their job so for them to tell me we're dealing with a dangerous person yeah that's that's why you went to school for nine months or whatever the training is to be a cop to learn how to you know to de-escalate situations, to learn how to, like, get guys down on the ground like that guy, handcuffed with his face to the ground. You got him. What do you think about the other officers, which I think is a great play by their lawyer, saying, hey, it was, it was a, uh, a superiority thing. Like, we had to follow what this cop said because – you know, he's our boss. It's kind of like the military. I don't want to compare uh, being a cop to the military, but like if your person says charge, you got to charge, you know? No, no, no. I, 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 I totally get that. And so that's why, okay, see, I'm glad you brought this up. That's why they don't just knock on someone's door and go, yo, uh, we need you to lead a brigade into a war. Are you ready? No, they don't do it like that. That's why there's training. That's why there's a, a, a system in place to rank up. That's why you have this process where if somebody's in a certain situation, you know, it's like if it, it's like, you know, if you go to the doctor and they go, well, this is our thoracic surgeon, 
You know, you know this motherfucker didn't start yesterday. Yeah. Okay? He didn't start yesterday. So it's like, when you know, when you go and it says chief of surgery, you know, you, you know that there was a process for this person to get here. We don't know the process with the cops. So, so I get that guy saying that because this is what I'm saying why it's an abuse of power, why there's no oversight because they've gotten away with enough little things and maybe a few big things that now they go, well, we're fine in this situation. Like, even if that cop was like, those other cops were like, damn, homeboy's going too far again. Or he's going too far this time. Ugh, you know? It's like, if they even know, well, remember when he went too far that one time and he got away with it? And then I was being harassed at work by all the other cops because I wasn't, you know, with the program. Because I I didn't have his back. Because I didn't, exactly. So what I'm saying is like, you put in this moral dilemma. Not excusing those guys at all. Not excusing them at all. I'm just saying it's a systematic problem that leads to the abuse of power. That that term power corrupts is real. That they have power, it corrupts them, and then they kill people. The bad ones kill people. Look, there's going to be people who are not the best guy in the world. You know, you're not getting Jesus to be a cop, okay? All right, so... The guy that's a cop, he's maybe he's a little gruff. He's rough around the edges. He knows how to make, you know, there's a certain personality that's not lends itself to, you know, uh, you know, saint. Okay. These are the kind of people you need. And I think you need that little edge. And you, if you're exactly. a cop, you need you need that's that. what I'm trying to say. So you need that edge. So therefore, if you're gonna allow those kind of people, if you if you gotta have a rough rider, then you need to make sure that they have oversight. You need to make sure that the person over them lets them know, whoa, 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 hey going a little too far this time, but let's pull it back. And he can be like, okay, all right. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what, there's no system like that in place. There's no, it's just about them getting home. I used to do a joke about this. Like you said, a lot of cops talk about just want to get home, you know, make sure you get home. And I'm always like, thank God the fire department doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Cause they would get to a burning building and see some kids going, help us. They'll be like, we got to get home. <laughs> This looks dangerous. It's like, that's the job. Yeah. I mean, it's the job, you know? So I don't know. That's my outrage about it is like, and so then I don't like where the discussion gets uh, taken over by race. Not to say that it should, race shouldn't be talked about because that is part of the problem too. But what I'm saying is let's also talk about this system that's in place that allows for police brutality with no oversight with, like you said, about like cops investigating cops. And, and so they need to break down that system so it's they're they're accountable for when things go back. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, feel free to send us a comment. We're getting a lot of comments in. Silent Thriller says they put a guy in charge of people not smart. The guy, he's talking about the head cop that put the hold on George Floyd. Now, here's the thing. This cop had 20 years of experience and 17 complaints. Almost getting a complaint a year okay, on him. Okay. That is my exact point right there. Let me ask you something. After five complaints and you haven't been reprimanded, why the hell on the sixth time would you be like, you know what, I probably shouldn't do this. You know, like, you know what, I'm going too far this time. The other, the other 16 times, you know what I mean? The other 16 times I realized I was in the wrong. So on this number 17, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to back off. Come yeah. on. Come you know- on. 
you know what's funny is I worked at my first job was Fuddruckers, and they fired me because I didn't know how to mop. And, and that was my and they were that was the thing where look, you gotta know how to do the job if you're gonna stick around. With cops, Fuddruckers was harder on me than the system is with cops. They get complaints every single year. By the way, by the way, let's not also I don't want to just pile up on cops. I want to no. talk about this. I want to talk about this. It's a low-paying job where they risk their life. 100%. How many people are how many people are signing up for that? I've been in the back of the cop car. I used to work when I was when I was working at this school, and then we had an incident where this some kids came to harass one of the kids and it got violent. So I had to ride in the cop car to go uh go uh uh point them out. And I'm in the cop car and the, the radio's on. And I hear stuff like, suspect has a machete, uh, uh, two-armed suspect. And it just was constant. And I thought to myself, damn, there's only two, there's only 50,000 police for the eight, nine million people that live in, you, you know, it's, they're outgunned, outmanned. And so, and it's a low-paying job. You know what I mean? So it's like, I get it. it. It takes a certain, listen, that guy that killed that guy, he might have the qualification. He might have the, what am I trying to say? He might be a great cop or the prototype for someone who can really enforce justice. But he let his personal feelings, mm -hmm. and he let whatever was going on get in the way, and he, he did something horrible, you know? And by the and way, it's not all just race, because I've, I've read something where didn't Floyd dating the same girl or something like that like that sucker that's that shit seems personal i don't know about that i know they said at one time they worked at the same club or something but i i, I that's just speculatory like that's right i i have no idea all i know though which makes it murder yeah <laughs> yeah all all i know though is when you when you have your if it wasn't race which it probably was but also it's power you know what I mean? Like you got your knee on this dude's neck and you're feeling very powerful. This dude is a big dude and you're yeah. holding it. So it's this power trip that comes in. Well, it's just, it's just, I, I, I just feel like, I feel like, like you said, it's about race, but police it's, it's, it's a, I mean, the first people you call when something goes wrong, you exactly. can complain about them all you want, but they are yeah. the first people you call when something goes wrong. Fuck the police, but call them. <laughs> yeah, fuck the police. Oh wait, they stole something out of my house. Yeah. They broke into my house. Police, police. You know. Yeah. So I, I I understand what you're saying, and I think it's very important too that when you talk about white people right now, when you talk about black people right now, when you talk about police, I hate when people just put out the statement white people, black people, police. You gotta, you always gotta say some because people it's, get you're mad. Right. You're right, because you're so right. many people, I have both of us. We're in the comedy world. Comics know how to express their feelings. One of my white comic friends, a great guy, everybody knows, but he goes, "You know what's messed up is every time I turn on TV, they're blaming white people for everything." And I because because the narrative is white people are doing this. No, some white people are doing this. And guess what? A lot of white people are marching with us too. You know, yeah. so you got to. You can't just we got to get out of the mode of just blanketing statements like white people, yeah. black people, police, some police, some black people, some white people. You know, I, I don't know. No, no, again, that's what, and that's why I'm saying this. It's about authority. It's about power. But, you know, I, um, I have a solution, you know, 
they should just be filming cops all the time. The show cops, you know, just all the time. <laughs> just, just there should just be a. That's how. That's the oversight. There's just a documentary crew following but, all. But the, the problem. But the, the problem is, is even when you catch bad stuff on film, people don't believe it. No, that's no, where no, we I, are. No, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you because we're proving it right now. No, people, you know, it's like this, this, well, right this, now. But what about the other cases when they had video of all the other people that got shot running you, away doing this? But you, you know? have to look into the details too, because what I liked about having the the chest cam for the cops, it wasn't just to for the oversight of cops. It was to also show how stupid people are when they're dealing with the police. You know, it's like like there are. There are situations where people are resisting arrest. People 100%. are inciting violence. People are acting up. You're talking about, you know, like they didn't go to the bank and pull out the bank president and put put their knee on his neck. You know what I mean? Like it's like this kind of stuff isn't happening. Like something was happening. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that George Floyd did anything wrong. I'm saying these cases you're talking about, in a lot of cases, there's something going on. The police was called. And that's the part that we, we never see. We only see this snippet of video sometimes, you know? But when it's, somebody's running away and gets shot seven times and they don't have a gun, I mean, I, there's, but... I, but get, I get you. I get you. you. Know? But, but, but the thing is, is again, the, the, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have the video. It's like... No, because, we should. But the know? problem, I, the thing I'm saying is even when we have video today, people don't believe it. These are two cases that have blown up and people are now believing it. You know, it's created a movement. And I think with 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 the black community, it's a thing where it led up to this. It's like the first thing is, you know, hey, we complain about it. We show you videos. You still don't you still don't uh, believe us. Well, now we got to protest and burn some shit. Well, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but that was like uh, the, like in Rodney King's situation. It was like yeah. this video. It was like, you know, amazing. Like no cell phones at the time. Just somebody happened to be filming. You know, we see this thing. And the problem was, like, so the, that was, look how long ago that was. You're talking about people don't believe it. A jury, they, these people didn't get arrested. That's what sparked the riots then. It was like, mm -hmm. no way. We have the video. You can't beat a dude down this many times and then not, you know, you know. So this is the thing now. So we saw this video and it incited this movement. And then, like, the, you know, the looting and all that nonsense because, you know, what, what, you know, it's like, I got, I tweeted something about, I think it's, I'm not for looting. I'm not, I don't think it's a good idea, but especially in a pandemic, mm -hmm. people act like coronavirus. It was like, oh, what happened to George Floyd? You know what, y'all? Go, I'm going to stop for a few while. Y'all go out and do your thing. Oh, no, it's still out there. The, the coronavirus is still out there, as you personally know. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be out here. Uh, at, at my age, like you know, I, you know, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm right here. We, you know, hey, no justice, no peace. <laughs> right, right here. You know what I mean? Because I think it's so. I was saying, people are out here without masks on in these stores. And by the way, you get arrested, you're gonna have more chance of getting it there too. Because you think the cops care about safety at that point? They probably want your ass to get it. They're like, put them all together, take those masks off. You gotta take pictures. They're not worried about. Uh, personal safety at that at that point so i just thought it was like a, 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 you know silly and by the way too the thing with looting and stuff look we want law and order even the people looting they want law and order because that's why they're not doing it anymore because after three days they got to be like oh we need some bacon from ralph's 
uh, <laughs> oh, my daughter need to get her medication from yeah. CBS. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, their, their lives still have to go on. I don't care how disenfranchised you are. There's a certain point where you're like, oh, yeah, we got to go down to the uh, to the place and get get stuff. We have to go do this. We got to go do that. That's that's you know, that's why it's died down already. That because that kind of movement is not it's can't do that in the modern well, times with so much so much information is flowing so much like this social media is so prevalent everywhere there's there's now there are better ways to get the message out well let I, me ask you well let me ask you this you know, you hear a lot about looters. You hear a lot about protesting. I'm not, I don't want to even connect looters with protests. You hear about yeah, rioters and looters. But without those rioter and looters, do you think this movement would have caught on? The movement was already catching on. No, no, but would have had the same impact? No, yes, I think it because it's still happening right now. No, I, I disagree. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. No, this is not the same. This is not the same. I disagree. It's Look, on everyone's phone. Everyone sees the people marching in the streets. Well, ne- it, the people are marching in, in Paris and London and like it's all over the world. Okay, the, the, the this looting, is interesting. I talked looting. to my dad that that were in marches and that when apartheid happened back in the day, he wasn't in that part, but. It's a thing where the only reason that the media covered this wasn't because if it was just all peaceful protests, it would have never caught up. They it, News wouldn't have covered it. Because you got to remember, you may say a lot of news media is fake, but without news media, this would never have caught on. And unless it was looting and rioting, which is awful, terrible, it would, no. I, because, I disagree with because, you. I, dis- I don't think you have, no, I, think, I, I think you're wrong on the timeline, dude. I think you're you think, 100% look, I worked, wrong on the timeline. Uh, you are I, wrong, dude. They were, already, I, they were already talking about George Floyd. It was non-stop you get, no, no, coverage no, no, no. of George Floyd before, and then the, the protests were going on, and then the looting sparked, but the, 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 it, it's already gone. The looting's already done. And they're still talking about it the same way they were talking about it before the looting. It's because of social media. Okay, let me ask you this. Ahmad was a terrible thing that happened as well, correct? And we saw a man get shot, right? Uh-huh. There was no looting. There was no yeah, rioting. Because there was no, a, no, no. Hold you're, on. You're, you're I let you talk. Hold, I know, but you're missing hold, the timeline. No, it's not. No, I am letting you know. I am letting you know that for news to cover something intensely like it did, it has to take more than a video. If it bleeds in the news, you can ask anybody who works. If it bleeds, it leads. That's their slogan. And without looting and rioting, the attention would not. If you th- news wouldn't care if a bunch of silent protesters were out there because we've seen it. Look how fast. Look, you could just watch any news outlet when all this was going on. It would be silent protests going on. They would go. They would cut away from that to go. Oh, there's something going on over here. That no, gets attention. I, I, I and and another point, why isn't there's still silent protests going on? Why isn't it on 24-7 now? Because there's nothing that's happening. Yeah, so you it, had to have that kickstart to get the news into it. And now it's rolling. Well, I, I'm letting I you know. I disagree with you completely because it was already the, the news was already covering everything that was going on. And you're missing the timeline. No, that that that, yes, that that thing that happened to the Aubrey guy was the start. The pandemic and quarantine, 40 million people being out of work, the buildup of all the tensions. And then that was the Flint 
And then, boom, then the explosion. But what I'm saying is this thing is still going on. The the rioting and looting, it lasted, what, four two days. days? Two days. The first and, two and now, days of it. The first now, two days. And by the way, this is what this is another thing that the, the, the rioting and, and the protesting has done. They have made it now where the government has a foolproof excuse for when the coronavirus explodes again. Of course. That's why they opened it up. That's why they were like, oh, yeah, let's open up now. Because now we don't have to go beyond the government because it'll be like, well, you know, you guys are out there. Well, they brought, but but that doesn't make any sense because they opened things up in Texas three four weeks ago. Oh, I so know. well other places. I'm talking about here in the California. Oh yeah yeah. You know here in California, they just you know they they wait okay. they wait. So so now what I'm saying is like the, like the, the the protesting is like you know it's now been pushed up to the the people that matter. See, this is the problem with like if we don't see it, we don't care. So it's like. It's already been pushed up to, they're already talking about the, the different laws that they now are going to put on the books. They're trying to push these things through. It's pushed up to Congress. It's pushed up to all these things. So it's out of our hands now. It's in the same way that, like, uh, the, the, this case for the two guys that killed Aubrey, right? Yeah. Who's going to care in a year? Because in a year, that's when the trial is going to go on. Yeah. So, so and it's the same thing with this George Floyd. I think this will be the one everyone's going to wait for. They're going to be sitting by their TVs oh, waiting yeah. and being well, like, we... when is this going to happen? But already it's kind of like, I think the fire has been set. I, I'm neither here nor there. On I, I think that I think that we, both of us have both of us have points to, to, to say in the situation of why this, because I feel like there's a lot of reasons why it exploded right now. And I, I agree with you with the corona. People being that inside stuff. that need to come out and yeah. this was this was a good reason to, you know what? If I'm going to catch something, this is a great cause to catch Corona for. You know, you got people locked up. I agree. You know what? I will agree. It was just a perfect storm. That's what of I'm everything. saying. It that's, was just a perfect that's storm. That's why I'm talking about. I keep telling you about the timeline. It was a perfect storm of timeline. We, By the way, any protest pre-social media, any movement pre-social media, it is not the same as this. It's not the same as anything happens now. Because now... Like the reason why you got a with you know, black people had to riot in the streets and when things happened, when Martin Luther King was shot, when Rodney King and all it's because who's controlling the media? Who's controlling the news that's getting out? Back when we were kids, we didn't know shit. We didn't know anything that was going on until you turned on channel seven. You know what I'm saying? Now all the information is accessible by everyone. So they have the ability to but uh, spread spread these movements and spread the the, the the thing, but people have to actually care. And the I do want to say people before people have to care. I do want to say before people like that listen to this pod get mad. I don't agree with the looters and rioters, but I'm gonna stand with my point. Just like my dad said, it these type of movements do not happen with a little bit of violence because violence is the thing that made America. America was started on violence. So people pay attention to violence. They don't pay attention to silent protesters. This I, had to happen. I and and Minneapolis, hold on, Minneapolis police department burning down. You, If they wouldn't have burned down places, police, would have, I mean, it wouldn't have been the same effect. Look, I, we agree to disagree on this, but I just want people to know that I don't agree with the looting. I don't agree with the rioting, but I have an awesome podcast with my dad that actually went through these times 
where they were openly racist and how he was in marches and how he breaks down America at that point in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. And his whole thing was people pay attention to violence and it's not right. But America, the system, everything in America was built on violence. The way they even obtained America was built on violence. So it, it's a great podcast. Well, that's the way, but that's the way any country was formed in war, in a war that things were taken, you know? But, but I just have a small point of contention here. It's not about violence, it's about the loss of money. Uh, you think that you think that it's just the violence? No, wait, wait, but, but, it was just the but violence, burning down were, buildings equals loss of money. That's I know, but I, but it's all about money. Okay, when oh, when, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the Donald Sterling for the Clippers. He got kicked out not because he was racist, because Coke, Pepsi, and all these places were like we're pulling out of the Staples Center, and that's the moment that they went, oh yeah, he's got to go. They're yeah, no, we, we, we got to get him out. I mean, hey. violence, you know. This is this is again. It's about money. When they went to Beverly Hills, because that's what you're saying. Because look, I understand. I'm not for any kind of. I don't like violence. I don't like the whatever. Okay? No, it's, it's terrible. A, but, it's, Poor. but it's a byproduct of pushing the movement forward, and I understand that. But when they go to Beverly Hills, that's when the people up to, that's when the people up top go. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do something about this, and then it gets pushed through. So I listen. I agree with you. I'm just saying that. In, I just think that in this particular instance, I think that. But see, one of the things I, I have to remember that I'm here in California because I'm really talking about what was going on here in California. Yes. Like what was happening in because 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 people don't know all the stuff that's going on all over the world, even in our own country. Like yeah. they were they were showing stuff, in, but we didn't really know all that was going on in Minnesota. I'm talking about what happened here in California. The stuff. Well, stuff was, was, you know what I mean? California's here's what's interesting different. to piggyback on on your thought. My wife's friends, they're all married. They got little kids and they were like, just like us. And they were going, oh my God, like we live, we live in a, in a solid area, you know? And they were like, oh my God, the uh, protest is going to come through our area. It's in Van Nuys and that's not too far from us. And I go, honey, it's about money. And how I knew this, I, I learned this firsthand. There was some, some criminal one day running around. And SWAT showed up to our neighborhood and looked this dude up, you know, like found this dude that was running around the neighborhood, right? Like literally copters, everything in our little pocket of neighborhood. And I look at my wife, I go, you know, if that would have happened four blocks down, they wouldn't have gave a shit. Yeah. It's true. So like, like, that's why I knew this movement was never going to go to like Beverly Hill. Man, they would shut that shit down so fast. If it went to some rich area, like the looting, you think... Let me. You think Beverly Hills would ever get looted? Oh hell no! Hell well, it did, no. but it did a lot, dude. I just went to Morton's for the first time just because I, I haven't gone out to a restaurant. I was like, let me go to this, but it just opened up the other day. They got bored. Yeah, they they looted the Sephora right on Cannon and what? No, Beverly Hills was. There's a lot of places in Beverly Hills that got looted, man. That's what I'm saying. The information is out there, but people don't care about the information. It's just like the, whatever the optics is that helps push a point through, you know? Yeah. But yeah. They got to Beverly Hills. They got, like, I live over here in Culver City, and I thought that this Best Buy and all this stuff over here, nothing happened over here. Yeah. D- d- downtown, certain areas. And it's like, you know, what I'm saying is that type of thing, it don't last long because 
people ultimately want law and order, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And know? I just think those, those people, those fringe people that are doing that, they're not even a part of pro- protest. They're just trying to take advantage of the situation. But that's fine. That's a byproduct of it. We're not, we yeah, are, no one is. thinks this right. I'm just saying, but you know, whatever. But the thing too is that what people forgot is like, I remember in 92, like after it all boiled over, whatever surveillance footage they had, they went after those people. Oh like, yeah. Like the idiots that are booting with no mask, with no mask on one for the coronavirus and two, you're gonna get caught like they, they those like beverly hills they don't have a task force oh my goodness people scouring things like i wouldn't be surprised if they just have like a website a thousand dollar reward if you turn in this person like there's this white kid with a surfboard looking right i saw the camera. it yes. long hair just come on i've got a surfboard bruh. I'm gonna dude i was like dude, dude you're gonna get caught. They got people stealing stuff, looking like this. Hey, what's yeah? What's up? What's hey, up? what's up? You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, when all this dies down, when it all gets, when when law and order starts to really take effect, dude, I'm telling you, they going after those people. Oh yeah, they go because, and they, you know what? And they should. Mm-hmm. And they should. You know what I mean? Like, listen, just because it helps push a movement forward. It don't mean doesn't mean no it's right. It don't mean it's right, and it don't yep. mean there's no consequences. You know. Now, Eric, of course, I know you mix, but what do you mix with? Wait, you want to know how to hate me? Yes, <laughs> I want to hate you right now. You mix with a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah, I guess it's a very Caribbean mix. You know, I have my family. I have family from Jamaica, from East, from Honduras, and then you know, my dad is like some sort of Eastern European. I don't even—I've never so, met my dad before, so and my mom so, has dementia, so I'll never know. So, so, uh, what type of racism have you? Do you remember the first time someone was racist to you, or you growing up in this area? Did you grow up in LA? Yeah, I grew up in LA. I, like so I said, you didn't? I grew, up, I grew up ghetto with Jason. I grew up down the street from Okie Pog. Oh Pico. yeah, yeah. So you so, did you ever? So you really didn't feel it because everybody was kind of mixed where you were at. Uh, no, no, it was very much, it was very, it, that was a black and white area, you know, South, like I say, South of Pico was more ghetto, ghetto area, you know, but with a lot of, you know, you had a lot of black people living in that area, mostly, it was mostly black. And then, and then it started to turn Latino, you know, over the course of the years of my childhood. But like where I grew up, yeah, there was like white people lived across the street, black, you know, and I, I, the first time I ever experienced racism was at the YMCA. My mom sent me to the Beverly Hills YMCA. And that was the first time I was on the swim team. And a kid, white kid, said to me, he was like, I don't want to get in the pool with you because you're dirty. You know? Mm. Like you're, but he was talking, but I knew he was talking about, he wasn't being like, ooh, you stink. No, he was like looking at me like you got dirty skin. Like, you know, he, he said it in a way that it was like very much like, he said like, it in but, a way that his parents said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though. My mom never raised me to hate people. She never raised me to fear people. And so I always took it. I, I'll never forget when that was happening. My first thought was, oh, he's, you're being racist. You know, like I was inquisitive about it. Yeah. Because you know? I was like. Oh, this is still happening. Oh, you're. Oh, okay. Oh, you're. You're. You hate me because of what I look like. Oh, this is. This is so interesting. So I went home. I was like, hey, guess what? I, I. I. Somebody was racist towards me because ultimately, I was at the Beverly Hills YMCA. 
I was there. I was on the swim team. I wasn't cleaning up. I wasn't pushing a broom. I was there because my mom put me there. My mom took me to Europe when I was seven years old. I went to London, Paris, and Rome. My mom, uh, I, I went, she wanted me to go to good schools and she wanted me, you know, so I dealt with a lot of like, I just had head on. I just think that she just raised me in a way that it wasn't to like, you know, you, you don't have to, don't hate white people, just do better, you know? Yeah, and that, and you know what, what's funny is, uh, my parents, my parents were like that too, because they dealt with a lot of racism. But they, I've never heard my parents say one thing bad about white people. Exactly. You know, it's just my dad always says there's ignorant people everywhere. All but, I, but here's the thing, though. I know my mom experienced it because I heard yeah. her stories. Her yeah. choice, her choice was to not let me experience those things. And it's a difficult choice if you're, um, you know, you're a black father, black, you know, you're. You know, that's a choice you have to make as like, what do do I tell my kids? Because what I often think about is like, there's these young people out here protesting and I get it, you know, but if you're a 20 year old white person right now, you're 20, eight years of your life, you had a black president and eight of your formidable years, you had a black president. So for some people, it, it, I can see some white kids being like, what racism are you talking about? Hundred percent. You know, it's like, what do you mean? The leader of the free world was black, and his last name was oh, you know, Barack Obama. It was a, you know, weird sort of like, you know. So I get the idea that like some young people are like, well, I don't, I don't. Is it really that bad? So I, th that's I think it all goes down. Videos. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'll cut you off. Go ahead, please. No, no. I'm just saying that's why it's important to get back to what we've been talking about. It's like. I think it's important to like get um, this message out that like no, there's still remnants of the old world still in power. There's still people, and it takes a long time to weed that stuff out. You know, and the best way to look at it is to look at sports. That sports is a great way to look at it mirrors society. And I'll I'll give you an example. Look at the NBA. There was a time when the NBA 50s, 60s, it was all white, all white. Okay, and then 70s come around, 70s, 80s predominantly black, no black coaches. Late 80s, you have black coaches. 90s, black coaches. 90s, 2000s, you start to have general managers. You start to have people running, you know, presidents of operations. You start, and now we have one black owner, okay? Now, look how long that took. And there's still a disparity, just, you know, disparity of like power and, how things are perceived and how, you know, they still have issues mm -hmm. and look how long that took. You're talking about 50 years. Look, people are still alive that remember when black people weren't allowed to play baseball. Jackie Robinson is on just people in their nineties. You know, I always say this, they didn't pass out newsletters to America and go, Hey, we like black people now because we let them play baseball. No, there was a lot of pushback. So, and it's 75, 80 years later, and we and, and it's still, you know, we still have this sort of racial divide. So all I'm trying to say is that society's gonna take just as long. Oh yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take just as long, if not longer. We may you and me, we may not be alive when racism's not an issue. Well, I said it on Rogan's podcast, and it's a thing where I truly believe this. And if you listen to my podcast, you're sick of me hearing it, but there's always new people coming in. Racism 
you hear two to 300 years ago, right? It goes back 400 years. But when you really think about it, that's just three to four people ago. And if you think just three or four, if you have a great grandfather and you're white, guess what? They might've had slaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a thing. Do you think in just two cycles of people, that's it's going to go saying. away? That's, that's, that's it. We're on the same page. That's, you know? It's very simple. It's three to four people go, and it'll probably take three to four to six people uh, in front of us before racism is always going to be around, but where it's at a much better place. I would say five to six people in front of us. Well, here's the thing. See, I don't mind. I mean, honestly, this is just my perspective, by the way, everyone listening. There's still people listening. I, you know, I'm fine with you being racist. As long as the powers that be don't give you power over me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if I'm in a restaurant and some old racist dude is like, I ain't what is that? And we're doing it. Like whatever they can say, whatever they want. Cause I can still eat in this restaurant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can't police people's prejudice and people's preference and people's tribal behavior because people that we know personally are very tribal. They don't think they are, but Hey, look at the people you associate with. It's just like, the, let, let, me, be, I'm, let me be 100 right now. Mm -hmm. The podcasting world is very tribal. It's very white. hundred oh, percent. It's very white male and they help white white males help white males out it's very tribal you know the people that listen to it the people that watch it the people that like you know it's, it is what it is so but does that mean it's racist it's like i i use this analogy like i'm not a big fan of alternative comedy okay mm -hmm. all right so maybe if i'm not that's not maybe i don't get it all right that's just my prejudice i don't like that type of style of comedy but once i go to the manager of the comedy store and go you should book them that's now you're the problem. Racist. That's yeah. when I become the problem. But I can still have my opinion, you know? So how do I change my opinion? I got to educate myself. I got to go meet these people. I got to go talk to them. I got to go to alternative comedy shows. I got to meet alternative comics. I got to hear their perspective. I got to see that, oh, man, you just, you know what? You came to that joke just the way I come to my joke. And then you go, oh, wow. Actually, we actually the same. It's just a different. It's like, and that's what's needed. It's like communication and, and and education and love and respect. So now I have a different opinion about that, and I think that that can be taken, extrapolated towards, you know, people and race relations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same kind of thing. But what I'm saying is, we just have to remember: you can't force people to to love you. You can't force people. To like not feel the way they feel but but what we can demand of them is you still have to respect each other especially when you're on the job yes i i think when when you're on a job and your job is to deal with all cultures races yeah that that you have to respect that but i also believe that as long you could be racist but as long as we're educating the people around you where they can call you out for it I think it's a good thing. Like, I don't mind if people are racist either. You know, hopefully we can abolish it. As right. long as you don't affect me. And as long as people, there are more people that are not racist. Because there's always, my thing, there's always going to be racist people in the world. And guess what? Once we, once we uh, take care of the skin color racist, they're going to find another way to use it's Oh, you a, you a Scorpio? No, oh, no, oh, we don't deal with Scorpios. Already, we're already doing it, man. It's, it's economics. We're yeah. already doing it. That's what it is. It's rich poor. It's classism. It. It's classism. It's already here. It's already, and that's what I think we need to be more concerned about. But look, man, you know, racism 
the thing is, the reason why racism is like a word like love, you know, it needs to be unpacked because because then a bunch of statistics are thrown out. Because if you look at the statistics, like if you're a white person and you're not in racism and you're not, you know, you've just never met a lot of black people. You maybe you live in a nice neighborhood or a middle upper middle class neighborhood and you've it's not your it wasn't your choice to like you just don't know a lot of black people. It's easy to look at statistics and be like, well, wow, most crimes are committed by black people. Uh, uh, like, look at the black on black crime. Look at like when you look at the real statistics of police brutality, it's not a lot. You know, it's not like like somebody. If, if, if I ask you how many unarmed black men were killed by the police in the last five years, you know, the way people might say, because somebody asked me this question, I said ten thousand. No, it's like nine you know and not not saying that that's but what i'm saying is if you're a person that is not connected to communities and you hear these statistics mm -hmm. you're going to be like well what's what's going on because racism needs to be unpacked it's about why these neighborhoods don't have good educational systems where the tax dollars are going to how 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 what just being disenfranchised really means how the systematic what systematic racism really has done and how it's lasted over the years and how all of these can, things can be reversed if there's the distribution of you know the wealth properly not amongst people I'm saying amongst the you know the tax dollars that go towards helping the communities and and all that kind of stuff and then these statistics would be different you can't just throw out statistics and then think like you understand what's going on. It's really such a layered issue of why we're at the state that we're at right now. And I just want people to understand that. Just educate yourself. Learn about it. Just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean that it's not real. And just because, you know, you have these criminal statistics. Because the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I hate hearing about that. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, like, conservative white friends who love to, like, backhandedly talk about, like, well, I mean, you know more white people have been killed by the cops than, uh, than black people. But then you have to go, but yeah, but there's four, you're talking about 4% versus the majority. Of course, those numbers are going to be, but then you can't just get lost in numbers. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get lost in numbers. Find out about the system and how it's in place and what has happened over time. I mean, you know, it's so cliche to talk about education, but it really it is. is the key. You know, it's the key to it. You know what I mean? And I know it just from my own life. My mom knew it. That's why my mom didn't send me. She sent me out of district. You know what I mean? I went to, like, she was using friends' addresses so I can go to Brentwood. So I yeah. can go to, you know what I mean? So I can go to different types of schools. Then she saved up money to put me in private school because she didn't want me to go to the ghetto-ass public school. That's her word. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just saying. Anyway, go on. I'm talking. No, no, no. I because I, I gotta uh, get going. But I wanna I wanna ask you one more thing. I, I could podcast with you a couple more hours, but I got a kid and wife that I gotta get to. I wanna ask you. I wanna ask you about this. The whole you mixed kids. No, kidding. Mixed kids. Black, white, and Asian. Um, I wanna ask you about Mark Wahlberg. Did you see what happened to him? I did not see. Please tell me. Educate. Okay. So Mark Wahlberg, when he was 15. He chased a, uh, he chased after a couple of black kids threw rocks at him, called him the N-word. Uh, another story, 18, at 18 years old, he beat one Asian kid with a, like some kind of baton unconscious and really beat up another kid really bad, Asian kid. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So they call these are hate crimes. 
So 31 years later, he's 49. He goes and puts out a message two days ago about George Floyd saying how it was wrong. Black lives matter. Black. I mean, I don't even know black people, but some black people, some white people, like he got a bunch of heat for it. Gotcha. 31 years have passed. What he did in the past was horrendous, Uh awful. So what's your take on that? Where he's a smart guy. He probably knew he was going to get backlash because he knows his history. You know, he gets asked about the hate crimes all the time. uh, Yeah. He was a, Street kid, right? Wasn't he? Wasn't he was he from like Boston and raising a racist part of that. He's a street. He's, he's a punk. Place. He's a punk. But like, I want to quote. I wish I could quote Neil Brennan's joke properly. Great Neil Brennan. But he says he has this joke about LeBron, where he says like, you know, when he was he was referring to the Kevin Hart situation, where Kevin Hart with the stupid things about the the, the gay tweets, and then you know, it's he. Like like in, in high school, LeBron was six four. Now he's six nine because he's grown. Something I forgot. The, I'm doing, yeah, I'm, and he I'm, goes, yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm doing a disservice to it because I wish I had to. But the point is, you can grow. You mm-hmm. can you can do better. Like, should he should he get some flack for the things he's done in the past? Obviously, he should. Okay, so he's getting it. All right, but is there a point in their life that 31 years later is because isn't that what jail is? You know, jail is like, are you, are you a criminal for the rest of your life? If you've done your time, you come out and you and you. You, you work towards being a better person. Is he a better person? I have no idea. You know, is, is he, you know, there's two sides because we don't know him personally. Yeah. Is he, is he someone that like, does he give back to the community? Does he, I have no idea who he is or anything about him. All I see is like a rich, famous person who's lived a privileged life for the last 25 years. And now he's got some blemishes on his record, but who, what does it matter to him? You know, you know well, is, I, is think, I think, I think, I think, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's like when people want to support a cause and what it's people's minds. Look, when you're in this situation, the pendulum swings, you know, when me too movement, it swung the other way, you know what I mean? And there's casualties when this pendulum swings. So yes. even if you want to support it and it, does it doesn't mean far, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's going to be fair. You know, you, no, you're going to, some people get a hit, but you here's know? my point though, but here's my point though. He could have said, because nothing. George, no, no, I'm saying, right. No, 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 you can't say nothing now. This is no, he point. could have. He no, could no, have. No, but this is the point I was saying from the beginning of the thing. This is what I'm saying. I'm hearing from people, managers and agents are calling their clients going, yo, you better put out something. Because like, oh. I, I, I just got a thing right now, man. I, I, I'll send it to you. That somebody, this, this idiot on Instagram sent me like, boy, it's called Boycott Silent Celebrity. This is a real movement. Okay? So, not saying that makes it right or wrong. I'm just saying that's a feeling out there. There are there are regular people out there who are going, hey, you have a voice, you have a platform. Why aren't you saying something? Why are you being silent? So I can see him being like someone, he's like, all right, I gotta say something. But so, but don't, but don't, but the thing I'm saying is he knew he was gonna take this hit when he put it out. But my thing I don't think he knew. Oh yeah, hundred percent he knew. Hundred percent, he knew. Well, you never know. I, gar- you know. I guarantee you, he knew. And then I guarantee you, when the pendulum swung his way, and and he got all this heat about it, it goes from people being angry to if you're Mark Wahlberg to me, you take the anger, people's anger, but at least you know at the end of the day, it takes a lot of courage to be on the right side of the fight for him, knowing he did all these hate crimes in the past. Yeah. You know, so I just well, what I'm like- saying is, what if he would have said, I'm saying, what if he would have said. Because of this, I realized 
my I've had some actions in the past where I've crossed the line. I've did wrong things. I was a young man. I made young man mistakes. And here I am now. And I see like, what if you had to put out a statement? But like he's that? put out, but he's, but he's put out, he's apologized for it before from what I understand. So it's like, how many times so do you need to apologize for the same well, thing? Then, well, then this is what I'm saying. What's your real question then? So is your question like, my question like, to you was, what do you think about him getting a bunch of heat from things he did 31 years ago? When he tried oh. to support the black, the George Floyd's oh, well, uh, cause, he's already okay. So okay, so if you're saying to me right now that he's already gotten flack for it and apologized for it, then I think it's ridiculous that he's getting flack now. Okay, because there it so, is. So, yeah, because it, 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 it's two different things. If you're saying to me that, that no one knew about this, oh, everybody knows. Put this out. Okay, but well, then it's ridiculous that he's getting flack. He already apologized for it. He's already paid his penance to, you know, in his mind of like, look, I've, and we don't know his life. We don't know if he's giving yeah. money. We don't know. All I'm saying is he's already put out a statement. He's already apologized for all the wrongs he did in his past. And now he's in the right to be like, well, I also don't like this. Look, I yeah. got flack. Like, what if he's like, I got flack for what I did. I realized what was wrong. And this is wrong too. Listen, we need rich, powerful, influential white people. People of power to say, you know what, this is wrong. Let's make some change. Those are the only people that can make some change. We need all those NBA owners to talk, mm -hmm. not the players. We yeah. need the NFL owners to talk, not the players. We need Bezos and and uh, all the, the big CEOs of all these companies. We need them to come out and be like, yes, I think this is wrong. They need to point towards the people of power and be like, look, it's time to change. You yeah. know what I mean? It's time to change, and let's start with us. Eric. Thank you so much. It's a, it's always a pleasure, my man. All right. I'll check you out next time. Appreciate you. Okay. Yeah, man. Talk soon. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you, uh, give it five stars it means a lot. It's growing every single week. I really, really appreciate it, man. You guys are coming in and uh, we will see you next time on the Michael Yo show later.